but nothing serious. Dating but nothing serious with Gary, Natasha, Natasha. What up? What's up, Gary? How are you? Doing well. I'm doing well. Um, what's going on with you? I'm doing pretty good. It's been uh, I don't know. I feel like the world's starting to get a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. But then when it does, we get you know a spike in cases. So I don't know. Still fucked up. <laughs> I, I'm giving it to after the maybe after the election, depending on what happens. Shit might go left anyway, but <laughs> who knows? Dude, I'm trying to tell you, if Trump wins the election, coronavirus will magically go away. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) But we are at episode 54, Married at First Sight. Yes, we had an interview with Luke from the Philadelphia season of Married at First Sight. Very interesting um, interview, to say the least. It was. Yep. Um, But I will suggest that you listen and enjoy. Natasha, what's up? What's going on, Gary? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited for today. We have a super special guest. Yes, from Married at First Sight, Philadelphia. We have Luke. How's it going? Hey, man. How you doing? How you guys doing? Uncle Luke. Um, Do you know Uncle Luke the rapper? I do not. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I think somebody said that to me before. Really, Uncle Luke? I was yeah. going to say it when you first came on, but I'm like, let's pulse check first. <laughs> anyway, we're glad that you joined us. Yes, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much. for coming on. Real quick question. Do you say every guest is a real special guest or is I like, am I actually? Um, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. <laughs> Full transparency. I feel like anyone who's willing to, you know, join our platform, because this is not a politically correct podcast, we say whatever the fuck we want to say. Um, and we, you know, we, we still try to be respectful. Mm-hmm. But anyone who would actually join us is pretty special. Mm. Okay, I appreciate it. All right. So I will, I will uh, maybe curse. I don't know. I'm not a big cursor, but it, <laughs> it might come out. Okay. That's fine. That's okay. Do it or not. It's up to you. Yep. Uh, so do you still run the um the speed dating too? Uh, I do not. I do don't not. know if you're familiar with uh, coronavirus. Yeah, but, not uh, well. I'm talking yeah, like okay. before that. <laughs> Prior to that, were you still running it? Uh, no, no, no. I shut it down uh, sure a little bit ago. Okay. Okay. Do you miss it? Nah, kind of. It, it was fun, but uh, yeah, circumstances just made it unbearable. Uh, not unbearable on it didn't make any sense to continue yeah. uh, doing okay okay well let's jump right in uh what can you tell us about married at first sight like why um, did, well the first question is how did you get on the show why did you join the show mm, this is gonna sound outlandish but uh i was looking for uh you know a wife or life partner um to spend the Were rest of my life though? with yeah yeah i mean right <laughs> craziness right uh no so they 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 sell it to you uh that they will uh you know listen to your input and uh find you the perfect wife and you know uh the experts will find love for you because you've been not able to do it yourself so you give them 
what you're interested in or, or what you're looking for in a partner. And, uh, you know, I went in super optimistic. Uh, I went in thinking that it would be, you know, someone at least that I would get along with, uh, but just like, you know, everything you're looking for, I, I guess I, I bought a little too much of the snake oil, uh, okay. in initially, but yeah, I was, uh, I was working a lot. I think I had like two and a half jobs, um, very busy, very ready for kids in my life. That was a big part of, uh, of doing it was, uh, looking to start a family. What was Kate missing? Uh, so a uh, big thing that you have your deal breakers, uh, things you don't want in your future partner. Uh, my number one deal breaker was someone that smokes. It's not bad if you smoke. It's just not for me. You just uh, are living a different lifestyle. You know, I like, to, I like to be active. I like to do things. I like to take care of myself. Smoking's a, a big no-no. So a uh, big one, yeah, no smoking. Uh, as I said, I had like two and a half jobs looking for someone uh, motivated. She didn't have a job at the time. Uh, and just kind of like someone that is a, you know, a bit of a go-getter, go out and do stuff. Just, it just wasn't there uh, on that front. Like, uh, I think we went, or we tried to go bike riding uh, and she didn't know how to ride a bike. It's just like, like, I like to hike, I like to surf, I like to play sports. And it was just, it was a big disconnect uh, with being able to, to do like activities, you know? He seems like a people pleaser. So is Who? that like Kate? So? She did. Because I, she, I felt like she was, she wasn't happy, but she was willing to stay there to make you happy. And I don't know if that's just production, but it looked like in damn near every episode, it was like she was going out of her way, getting out of her comfort zone to try to make sure that you were okay. So with hiking and biking, I mean, is that not something that maybe you could have taught her to bond over? Um, we, we tried to do things. Uh, I don't know. So I, I've never watched the show. Um, I don't know what they showed or, or what they did. But like we did, uh, as I said, we did biking. We did surfing. I don't know if they showed any of that kind of stuff. But it, that was not not for her. She, she was not into it. Like I, I think... Uh, so I would ask her every day if she wanted to, you know, do yoga, go to the gym, do something active. Because when you're working, you work 40 hours a week, or I was working 40 hours a week, you're filming 40 plus hours a week. Um, you need some stress relief. So I was like, I, I need to do something or I'm going to go crazy. I asked her every day. In the morning, she would say yes. Uh, by three o'clock, you know, when I was getting done with work, uh, she, was, uh, she would say no. By then uh pretty much you know for the first couple weeks so then i i stopped asking after that so why haven't you watched the show uh probably the worst experience of my life and i have no desire to relive it hmm. I understand. because yeah. of the person that you were matched with or because of the way you were portrayed on the show um it it, it just was not a situation i wanted to be in i think from the first second we started filming, I did not want to be there. I did not want to be filmed. I did not want to answer personal questions. I, I just didn't want to be there. Um, and there was no reason to want to watch uh, myself 
suffering. Like I, I just, like, if you look at my eyes, my eyes are, please help me get me out of here uh, at all times. Just why didn't don't, you just don't leave. want to be there? Uh, so those are questions we are, you know, not allowed to answer, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know. And uh, is this, so you regret doing the whole thing altogether? I wouldn't say regret. You, you learn some stuff. You get to meet some interesting people. Um, you, there's some opportunities, I guess, I my life that wouldn't have been allotted to me if I didn't go through that. So we can't take things back. What we can do is move forward. If you had one do-over, other than not doing the show at all, what would that do-over <laughs> be? Um, be this is going to come out weird but just be like more uh up front and try to just cut everything off as soon as possible okay when you saw her and you realized that you knew her mm -hmm. did you even want to say i do were you even still open to anything at that point um honestly i was uh i was i like i i had met her i knew from our brief interactions that it, it, she was not someone I was interested in. She was not someone I would want to be married to for the rest of my life. But uh, at that point, I s still feel like I was very naive. And, uh, you know, the experts, uh, I, I had put trust in them. So I thought there might be some reasons that I was unaware of that they thought we would be a good match the entire season. You know, they're like, oh, just watch the matchmaking. Just watch the matchmaking. I, I do have to say I did watch the matchmaking episode. And, uh, you know, they were like, um, she wants to be a wife. And then that was like the only exclamation they gave. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that was, uh, that's the expert's reason. So, um, yeah, no, I, I just wish I had, uh, even though it would have probably seemed more of like an asshole or superficial right in the beginning, but I, I wish I could have just like tried to stop immediately. <laughs> Okay. I wish you, sense. I wish, I actually wish you would have. Mm -hmm. Like, it was very cringeworthy oh, watching sure. you two together. Yeah. yeah. No, what? like, like I told the producers, I think day one, I was like 99.99% this doesn't work out. I don't want to be here. Don't want to do this. But when you're on camera, it's just like, you know, you got the, the kill me now eyes and you're just trying to mitigate damages. Okay. And um, but so the whole month, it was, it was like two months you were married, correct? Yep. Two months. And how does the divorce process work? Do they just give you paperwork right there? No. So since it's aired later than when it's filmed, um, you have to wait till the show has finished airing because marriage is public record. So you have oh. to wait until the show is finished airing. Uh, after that, they send you some information. You get that over to your lawyer uh, maybe about a year later uh, from when you're actually married, you get uh, divorced. Okay. So with the internal conflict that you had going on, like, do you feel like you just put that girl through hell? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just. And how uh, do you feel about yourself for doing that? Um, now, you may be surprised to hear this, but she was not as uh, wonderful as everyone has perceived her. Um, yeah, I, I don't feel good about any of that. I, as I said, I didn't want to be there. 
I don't think she wanted to be there. I think if we were both not there, it would have been a better situation. Um, the way people handle stress and high stress situations, uh, like, you know, copious amounts of anxiety uh, comes out differently. And uh, yeah, I don't know, have to maybe have some, some better coping mechanisms to deal with uh, high stress situations. Have you got any you backlash from doing the show? Oh, of course. I see it online all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you in a relationship now? I am. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Marriage in the future? Uh, maybe. We, we, we talk uh, a good amount about it. Okay. Nice. So you, you're definitely open to doing that again, just with Marriage. the right person. Yes. <laughs> when you say do it again, so in my mind, this is not reality. Uh, like, this didn't count. This is just some farce. Oh, it uh, counted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to go down in history. Like, oh, in history. whenever your children or grandchildren look up, you know, Married at First Sight, they'll see you and Kate. Oh, so. yeah. But I'm just saying any logical person wouldn't uh, treat that as a real marriage. It's not someone you picked or someone you wanted to be with. It's someone so you were So if you weren't going to treat with. it as a real marriage, then why'd you do it? Oh, I would treat it as a real marriage if it was uh, what they had presented it as. Oh, okay. So it was more of just the whole process with what you were basically told you were getting yourself into not being accurate. I should not have been naive. I, I should have watched the show previously. Uh, I think. Oh, you've never seen the show? No, I've never heard of this show. I had never seen it. Um, they reached out to you? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had never watched the show. Uh, I had never seen any of the episodes. I, I don't really watch reality TV. Um, I think the only show I was really watched back when I was in college was like the ultimate fighter. And, um, you know, I think I watched real world when I was in seventh grade. Uh, so I did not understand the premise of the show, uh, that it was kind of like, uh, a woman-centric show where men are the side characters. Uh, yeah, I, I just didn't understand going in. I, I think I was very naive and very, very stupid. To, I, want, uh, I wanted to ask that question in. because I was looking at this today because I watched maybe three seasons, your season and then... Yeah, what are you doing, man? The other season. Well, it's quarantine and I'm a girl. <laughs> so the... Um, do you Handling feel like... podcasts yeah. and interview people. <laughs> so do you think that they depict men in a certain way more than they depict women? Yeah, it's on Lifetime. It's a channel for women. All the producers are women. Like, it's it's a show for women about women and men are side characters in the show. Okay. Hmm. I've actually never thought about that. Yeah, because, like, the the young lady you had on your, on, you, on your podcast, you interviewed from there. Amber. Yeah, Amber. Like, every time that they had something, it was always depicted on him and never showed, like, something that she was doing or something wrong i'm not saying she was doing anything wrong because he was yeah kind of no. trash but everybody Look, i wish i knew you didn't have to come home and you didn't have to <laughs> stay at the stay at the airbnb <laughs> i wish somebody told me that um but yeah no, no it's always uh what like i think i didn't do a sit down interview for the first month of of mm. filming uh, from like my perspective, like I was unaware that I was a homosexual, like all that was going on behind my back from her point of view. So like, I didn't even know that was a, was a storyline until. Is know, there any truth to that? Oh, you're just going to ask it? No. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. um, 
No, not 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 in the least bit. Uh, she was uncomfortable that I had uh, gay friends. I think we went over there for dinner. I don't think that aired. Um, no, I don't think I saw no. that. Did yeah. you see that, Gary? No, that wasn't on there. No. Yeah. And so she had a list in her phone, like on your honeymoon of yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she had uh, told her friend. So when she came to the speed dating, uh, her friend was interested in me, and she had she had started her. Uh, uh, preconceived notions then okay. uh, she, she, yeah she said don't 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 go for that guy he's gay but also the host so you know you don't you don't eat where you shit kind of thing okay yeah because that's kind of odd and, and did you did she just show it to you or did you ask or you stumbled upon it no she showed it to me what is the list that we're referring to uh she had a list on our honeymoon of like 40 reasons why i was gay so like day three of uh, being married. So why do you think she stayed if she felt like you were <laughs> Again, just like questions we cannot answer. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, so basically underlined saying it was contractual under contracts. I mean, were I'm not saying you, any of that. Okay. Were you, or let me say this, when with the episode with the wedding, with the ceremony, you mm-hmm. seemed a bit butthurt that she didn't remember you from the speed dating event. Oh, no, I didn't That just care. put a, a bad taste in your mouth from the start? Because you're like... No, no, not at all. I didn't care. No? Okay. So let's dive right into the sex um, and mm-hmm. all of, of that. Why have sex with her or continue to have sex with her or tell her to be dishonest about you guys having sex if you what if you weren't attracted to her and you didn't want to be with her like why all right so uh yeah you want to go over the honeymoon first sure. know, i've done i've done this yeah. on like a hundred podcasts so it's it's, <laughs> it's less awkward this time um maybe maybe a year and a half uh two years before the show i was uh in new york uh we were going for Afropunk with a, a girlfriend. We were staying with one of uh, somebody I play soccer with, younger brother that I did not know very well. Um, he ended up drugging us and raping her. I walked in on it, had to stop it, right? So I had a little oppressed, uh, forced sex, uh, especially with alcohol and drugs involved. Uh, the forced sex was a real turnoff. Uh, flash forward, told uh, psychologists when they were doing the review of the show, uh, to evaluate me, make, let me in on the honeymoon. Uh, she was very drunk, very uh, pushy. You're filming 12 hours a day. I said, all right, do it on the honeymoon, you know, just to, everybody's pressuring it. I was like, maybe this will help something. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do anything. I just, um, I don't know, gave it a shot so I could go to sleep in all honesty. Uh, Cause I was just trying to make her happy. Uh, kind of had a very bad uh, episode, kind of anxiety. Uh, you know, you're trapped in a foreign country. There's nobody there with you. Um, you felt alone, and I'm just panicking from all this uh, stuff I've repressed from an incident uh, earlier in life uh, about kind of the forced uh, sex. Not a big fan of that, and especially if drugs or alcohol are involved, it was uh, kind of a trigger. Uh, so I would say it triggered an episode, uh, in 
Costa Rica. Now, I did not want to talk about this on national television. One, because uh, someone else getting raped is not my story to tell. I don't want to tell that on national TV. And two, I figured it would just make her look better to not talk about it. Um, but uh, so that was uh, what happened and why I asked her not to discuss about it. I talked to Dr. Jessica. She was probably the only expert that actually helped, um, but she was aware of the whole situation and she was very supportive throughout and she got me a bunch of extra therapy to deal with the situation afterwards. But you guys had sex more than just the honeymoon? Mm-hmm. Okay, so why have sex after that if you just weren't in it? Is it just the manly thing and no, it's you just there? Want or... it. You just want to go to sleep? So, so you... Look, I, I, like, look, she would, she, she would, uh, she would either masturbate in the other room. Uh, she said she couldn't uh, handle. You go, girl. Yeah, that she would, she would do her thing, uh, or she would, uh, she would want it and not be able to go to sleep without it. And you know, as I said, working the two jobs, trying to do stuff, uh, it's just, it's either that or she would be drunk and try to fight with me all night. It was just honestly to go to sleep. So she was drink. So the drinking was heavily heavy on during the shooting. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, but that's just her coping mechanism. I'm not saying she's an alcoholic. Both, yeah. has both a of you guys drink, right? I mean, I'm not a not a big drinker. I, I held the uh, you know the prop wine in all the scenes <laughs> that they give you. But no, uh, a homegirl would hit maybe four or five glasses on a bad night. Uh, and that was where we would get to the danger zone, mostly. Um, Do you think you contributed to that at all? Yeah, 100%. Are- I, I, being in that situation was not pleasant for anyone. Okay, that's fair. Are you in contact with anybody from the show still? Yeah, uh, I talked to a bunch of people from the show. Talked to uh, Amber, as you said. Yeah. I like Sonia. She's good people. Uh, Tristan, Dave, Will. Okay, people. Okay. But you don't talk to Kate at all anymore? No, no. Actually, uh, I still talk to her cousin, kind of funnily, uh, from the wedding. She was, uh, she was very nice. She really liked our family. Uh, she, she chats with me every now and then. Okay. Is she still in Philly? Uh, I believe so. Okay. I'm, I'm from Philly. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I want to ask if there's anything, you know, any type of misconceptions out there about you that you would actually, you know, want to put the energy into clearing up, what would that be? No, there's no, no worth in changing energy. Everybody has their, their preconceived notions and there's, there's no reason to change it. If you want to talk to me, you can talk to me. I'm, I'm still a regular person, but yeah. That's, that's it. Has your reputation been negatively negatively impacted at all? Um, with the, I guess, 40 to 60 Midwest uh, Christian stay-at-home moms, yes. The, okay. the, the demo of the show. <laughs> okay, so you got a lot of women hate in your DMs. Uh, <laughs> it's very weird, but yes, yes. Do you still get them? Yeah, of course, of course. And that was like two years ago almost? Yeah, two years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it is. 
I know because I remember our, uh, our wedding anniversary, September 11th. I will not forget that one. You know. Wow, they actually shot the wedding on September 11th. That's uh, no, no. We got oh. married on the seventh, but seventh, okay. our our paperwork went through. Oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I said, "Can we please have any other day?" And they said, "Nope. This is what you're scheduled for." And I said, "Okay." Perfect. So it was basically like it was doomed to fail <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> honestly, honestly, yeah, it was weird. So we went to like Delaware, and there was some. The lady was like, "Are you part of a religious cult?" Because they could not figure out why these people that did not know each other were coming to Delaware, like out of state, to get married. It was, it was, it was a weird day. <laughs> did you have fun on the wedding day? Uh, not really. The, it, it, there's no time to breathe. Um, so you're just shooting scenes, like you, especially for the man. The man comes out first, so you know, you do the all the i think they show up at your house at like 8 a.m right you're shooting with the the most fun i had was driving to the venue because that was you get in the car with your three uh groomsmen and there's like minimal filming so that was probably the most fun we had and then it's just like all right you're gonna talk to your mother now and you know you got to set up a scene for your mother and then you got to set up a scene for your father and then you got to set up a scene for your stepdad and you got to set up a scene with your sister then you got to do the whole thing for each member of her family and it's like all right you're going to go over you're going to stand here you're going to talk to her three bridesmaids and they're going to ask you dumb questions like oh, are you going to lose your you're going to have sex tonight on the honeymoon and it's like all the questions that are provided by you know uh production to to juice it up um so you're just like running running and then it's uh I think we got married and then we had to do, we did sh photos. So like we did photos, first meeting, something else. I, it's like two and a half hours before you see everybody again. <laughs> like uh, it's, it's just a lot of running, running, running. And then it's 1030. You haven't talked to, I like, I haven't had a real conversation with anybody in there. And then it's like, oh, time to go. And you're just like, I haven't talked to any of my friends. And then all your friends and then all, all her friends and my friends are like, all right, let's meet up at a place in the city. And like, you can't join them. And it's just like, it's the weirdest thing. Like you don't, you don't get to have one real conversation and you're just like whisked away here, 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 here. It's, it's just exhausting. With that portion of it, were there any reshoots or was it all yeah, pretty course. authentic? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it still sounds like a we, fun experience. They, uh, yeah, it was it was uh, interesting. I would say we did the uh, where they waved the things. That was pretty cool. I think we shot that about three or four times. But that was uh, pretty awesome because that was one of my favorite things from the wedding. Whatever those little uh, glow sticks were. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, tell we... us a little bit about what's next for you before we wrap up the interview. You're oh, not doing the the speed dating anymore, which I no. think hopefully you know post COVID you'll bring that back because no no that that's gone that's gone really yeah no it's it's not for me anymore. Okay, the uh, the girl that you're with now was this? Um, did you meet online? Oh God, we met so long ago. At this point, five years, maybe six years. At this point, it was online or in person? Uh, online. Nice. Back when Tinder wasn't just for sex, I think. Okay. So you are not opposed to online dating? I have not online dated in six years, but <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm over online dating. I don't, I don't, do not think I will ever online date. No? Okay. No. That's fair. 
Well, what's next for you? If not the speed dating, what's next for Luke? Oh, I just, uh, I'll keep up the, the podcast. I have uh, 85 episodes, I think, uh, nice. about going to keep that going. This week is, I don't know when this will air, but this week of uh, 9-3 uh, is uh, someone that is an alcoholic or so recovering alcoholic, now sober, and she kind of goes into detail about how alcohol can take control of your life. It's, it's pretty intense. I'd say, I would not say it's a happy-go-lucky one like, uh, like this podcast, but uh, yeah, if you're interested, you can give that a, a listen. Plug it. What's the name of it? Where can we find it? What oh, platforms? Cucurulo Conversations. You can find it on anywhere you get your podcasts. Nice, nice. Love it. Thank Check you. It out. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. I know. No, no Thanks, problem. Luke. Thanks, Uncle Luke. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Have a good evening. You too.